everyone, and welcome back to Morganon Popped Off's Warcraft Lore Podcast. I'm your host, James Graham, and joined with me is Just Mazeril this week. Warren is out right now. He's doing a film project right now, which is super sick. But for right now, you just have myself and Maze. Maze, how are you doing today, buddy? Yeah, man, I'm doing great. Um, always sad to not have Warren with us, but I can't blame him this time, because it actually sounds like a super cool project he's working on, more than a little jealous. <laughs> yeah, really though. Yeah, so uh, Warren's uh, writing as actually quite quite uh, skilled apparently to the point where he's actually helping out on a film. So yeah, we're not going to hold it against him for him not being here this week. But for the uninitiated here at Norganon, every episode we talk about a topic, faction, event, person uh, from the Warcraft universe and give you a rundown on it. Uh, and then we jump into some big brain discussions. That's not necessarily what we're doing this week. Just because we had the launch of Shadowlands just happen. Um, last week, myself myself and Maze basically absolutely trashed our lives to play as much as we could in such a short period of time. Myself and Maze came to like the recording day and we're like, holy crap, man, like we need we need sleep. We need we need food. We need all this stuff. So this week it's gonna be a little bit different. We're gonna be talking about our first impressions of the the, the new the new expansion, and we're going to go from there. But before we get into that, Maze, tell the people where to find us. Yeah, you guys can always find us anywhere you find podcasts. And, of course, at our website, poppedoff.com, or at Twitter, at popped underscore off. Feel free to drop us a line anytime you stop by. Excellent. Perfect. So for this very loosely kind of, uh, you know, shoot at the uh, shoot off the hip episode that we're going to be having today. We're going to be getting into the gameplay, which is we're just going to touch on a little bit. Um, that's obviously not the point of the show, but we do want to discuss it because, you know, gameplay is a portion of World of Warcraft, right? Uh, we're also going to be talking about the Covenants, um, myself and Maze's personal experiences in them, uh, the atmosphere of Shadowlands, the story, and finally the characters. So first, we're going to jump right into the gameplay. Uh, for those who don't know, I play a paladin, and Maze plays a hunter. Um, he was a big, big druid fanboy for a while, but I know the hunter's kind of stolen his heart. Um, so we're going to kind of talk about our experience with those two classes. I know it's a very refined thing, but that's why we're not going to focus on gameplay too, too much. But I'll lead because playing a pally tank right now is the funnest thing in the world because you don't die you never die you can keep pulling shit i've been having a blast farming stuff um and it made my leveling experience um like the, the, the whole rush to 60 so so easy um i had I, it was it was it was fun it's it's awesome to be at the you know the top of the food chain right now and i understand that hunters are in a great spot as well mate so why don't you tell me a little bit about that too yeah, hunters are doing fantastic, especially with my covenant Ardenweld. Holy crap, it's doing so good because uh, pretty much every two minutes I have a I want to top the chart button, and it's beautiful. <laughs> and they they fixed they they fixed a lot of the problems with the GCD going into it. Like it's so Absolutely. much, so much of the stuff that just slowed me down doesn't exist anymore. So I get to just do what I do best, which is press the same three buttons and win. <laughs> while uh, concentrating on the fights and just being able to deal with all the mechanics. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely lets you be a lot more like a mechanic uh, mechanic savvy and not have to worry on the rotation so much. It becomes pretty second nature. Um, and like, yeah, as a, as a, as a paladin, like, I mean, our, like, I, I, I chose Venthyr and it's, it's another consecration. It's a four minute consecration that's just on steroids and it just syncs up super well. Like, I mean, 
Um, even as uh, some of my guildmates run Retribution, and they they like it's the same thing. They love it. So um, I think I think as far as I think in our personal experiences, gameplay feels pretty freaking great. I think it's been pretty like even the questing experience was has been pretty good. Like I haven't had any really issues with like mechanics or like bugs or anything like that. Like I mean, it's been pretty been pretty solid across the board. I think as far as launches go, this is pretty damn successful. Yeah, I I have to. I mean, I, as far as like the long term, yes, that those first few hours I was locked out. I was in Stormwind. Right. I don't know why. Yes. I don't know why Blizzard was just like, you know what? We're going to send everybody through a single portal. They're all <laughs> going to end up at the exact same spot, which then they'll hit a second teleport to all end up at the exact same spot at the exact same time. And it's definitely not going to melt our servers. And it melted their servers. And I was out for three and a half hours. Yes, that's right. I took an angry nap. You took an angry Yeah, because with because uh, were you did you tr what, how early did you try and log on? Like how how many how long before launch did you try and like, get in? Oh, I was in at least an hour before just sending uh, gun shoes, which I found out don't work in the mall, and gliders and the stuff like that. Then yeah. I just sat. Uh, outside the keep about half an hour just talking with my guild mates mm -hmm. and then everything crashed and, and they, they all got in and i didn't and then they kept getting in and i didn't oh that is that's heartbreaking mm -hmm. that's yeah mm -hmm. i think i think we cheesed it and i didn't i like i and i think it was just by dumb luck we did not know this was going to happen so initially my guild was all in a raid group, just like so we could all be on like the same shard, we could all see each other, and we were in like, this big clump, and everybody was having a good time. Um, and then what we started doing is we started breaking off into our five man groups to go like level and stuff like that. And what happened was my group and like it seemed like most of my really just the guild, the guild itself, because we were all in the maw together, we all dropped onto the same shard, which we were like the only ones there. It was crazy. So. I think we just got lucky. I like it seems like it was dumb luck because we did have some guys trying to come on later that were experiencing basically the same thing you were. Like I mean they were coming on like maybe 15 minutes before launch, 10, 5, like you know, stuff like that. And it was the same situation that you were in that they just could not get in and then they start late and all that stuff. But with us it was just like no, you guys get dropped in your same shard. It's all you guys. And even like the entire mob, we were like racing each other. It was hilarious because, you know, you'd see the druid fly by and spit on all of us. And then, you know, like it was, it was stuff like that. So yeah, I, I agree that the, the, the server connectivity issue is definitely a bit of an issue, but I think once, as far as you got after that, it was okay. I don't, did you run into any, any snafus? I mean, the the servers were kind of up and down, but mm -hmm. no, as, as everything started, which happens every single launch, there's never anything getting away from that. Yeah. But after that, and as far as like Shadowlands as a whole, I had to say I'm I'm impressed and I'm very happy with it. I'm hyped for what's going to come next. I know a lot of people are saying like this is the next Wrath. If you played Wrath of the Lich King, and you're coming into Shadowlands. I I think that's a very it's a very different game from when it was in Wrath. But as far as quality, yeah, this could easily be setting us up for at least like, I almost said the next Legion, but the start of Legion was rough. Start of Legion like, was rough too. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I think maybe in, in quality, you could say maybe it could be the next Wrath, depending on how this curve goes and, and like and it stays consistent. 
Um, so, but before we get like too far down the gameplay rabbit hole, I want to move over to the covenants and the aesthetics and basically how they feel to use and interact with, especially from a lore perspective too, right? Um, and how you are more or less aligning yourself with this particular faction and how it how it feels as a player to like interact with them. Are you are you liking the the Arden world of like the the Night Fae? Like, are you enjoying that? Oh yeah, absolutely love it. Um, helps that Druid has been my main for so many years, so I like mm-hmm. anything Druid related. I I, I did like real fast. Yeah, I liked Valshara. Few quest right, lines but- notwithstanding, but I liked Valshara, so I love Arden Weld. No, that's 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 good to hear. It's uh, it's. <laughs> I was like, so if anybody who knows me and anybody who has played Warcraft with me for any amount of time or any video games, really, like I should have went Bastion, like I should have gone Kyrian, like that, that was very much my thing. Even before the expansion actually dropped, they were like, I was like, oh my God, Swole Boys are so cool. I love these little steward dudes. And then I got into the game and I like, it was a combination of gameplay and aesthetic where I was just like. I don't really want to go down that whole morally gray, you know, like trap shoot, right? Like, I mean, that's more or less what the Kyrian dilemma is. Um, so I ended up siding with the vampires who had this really cool thing of like, you know, you're a tortured soul and you need to like atone and all this stuff. And I thought that was a, a really different angle than I think I was expecting from them. I don't think I was, I was fully ready. Now I like a big disclaimer. I, like went insane with leveling. I unfortunately didn't get to soak up much of the actual story experience. Um, basically a lot of my, a lot of my experiences from the stuff, I kind of had a brief chance of reading while I was power leveling. Um, but I mean, I think that, I think that holds a bit of merit though, because these are like first impressions that you are taking at a glance without getting too, too into it. And these are your initial impressions, right? So that's kind of where I held it. Um, I maze, I, I don't, you didn't go as crazy with power leveling to 60 from my understanding. You, you kind of took it a little, a little more gingerly, I think. No, no, that first one, I, I definitely <laughs> just powered through. Uh, I was frustrated cause I, I was going to try to go for like, I knew I wasn't going to get world first. That was definitely going to happen in like three to five hours. And it did, mm-hmm. but I definitely wanted to be up there. And I was right. really upset that I had a three hour delay. Um, but no, I just I happened to know the story because I I looked into it and I watched it long before launch, so I already okay. knew what was happening with all the zones and the covenants. Okay, so it made your it made your decision a lot easier, and you were already pretty acquainted with how you wanted to go about things. Then, yeah, for and that's kind of one of the things I'm actually super shocked about with Shadowlands is it looks like the delay did a fantastic amount of good, where most of the covenants are pretty close to each other for a lot of specs yeah um so i, I was i, I just kind of looked at the abilities and a lot of my guild because we're all going for mythic rating mm-hmm. is uh we all looked at the abilities and some people are still looking at the charts and going like this is bis and i was like but look at the ability are you going to play that well yeah like, i know i can play night phase abilities really well and i do um but if i went venthyr there's forget the word of it but it's it's just another it's a dot i just i would throw it on my rotation and it'd be kind of just boring it wouldn't feel impactful in a way that uh night phase does so i'm I'm happy with that choice and i just lucked out that i happened to be aesthetically the one i wanted to pick anyways (laughs) 
Um, no, that's that's good. But yeah, there, there's merits to both. Uh, I don't think anybody listening now, especially if they're listening to us, you should worry too much about the numbers because they're going to change. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah at, at least two weeks into Raid, they will likely change by around then, before, right before Mythic opens up. Yeah, I think a lot, I think they're going to get a lot of like data from the from lo- what heroics look like and be like, "Okay, these guys are drastically overperforming, these are drastically underperforming and they're going to adjust accordingly." I think the Hunter Nightfay synergy is already something that's like on their radar um because it's 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 so drastic. So, yeah, of course we we we're a, we're a podcast we're an, we're a lore podcast discussing <laughs> discussing meters, right? But I mean, uh yeah you know don't don't worry about it too much i like again like play play what you want play what you what does it for you i mean i have the guys in my guild who are necro lords they absolutely love being necro lords like they are so into it um it's and it's it's a dk and a shaman so like i mean you get both you get guys who are like it makes sense that they are and you have people who doesn't make sense for and they still they still love how it feels so find an aesthetic that works for you find it uh, like an ability that you like and kind of go with that. But moving forward, I want us to talk about the atmosphere of the zones because I think this is one of the coolest things that Shadowlands did like perfectly. Those four or five, I like if you want to count the mod zones, feel so so incredible to go through. They like like they I think the, I think the the terrain, the atmosphere and all that shit, I think they nailed it. Would you are you on the same boat as me? Oh yeah, 100%. Um if for whatever reason, anybody ever doubted that World of Warcraft was a theme park MMO? This should definitely cleanse you of any doubt. Uh, it's It's been a theme park MMO pretty much since BC. That's not a bad thing. It just is what it is. And Shadowlands absolutely is that. When you go to a zone, you know exactly what you're going in for, and they nail it. You want to get the holier than now angels? Bastion. It is. Um, you want to feel a little wild. The Ardenweld hits it perfectly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the intro to Maldraxxus, I don't think I've seen a single oh, comment God. that doesn't absolutely love the intro to Maldraxxus. That's like, I think my biggest thing that I'm upset about is we're not getting a new battleground. I would love nothing more than a battleground that is just that intro to Maldraxxus. <laughs> and you can even break it up. Like you can even make it up. You can make it a full on free for all. Or do it by Covenant. That would be, oh, a, that'd be neat. Yeah, that would have been so good. A battleground that's done by Covenant. So no Alliance V Horde is just whatever. With some extra... Uh, you have NPCs in there. You can farm for buffs. Uh, on top of some like rare bosses that you had to try to take care of. All while the other Covenants are trying to kill you. I think that would have been wild oh, and a lot of fun. Chaos, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, but I mean that... Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> Like I spent a long time seeing, and I was actually disappointed. I was like, "Oh, this buff's only gonna get up to thirty percent." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I spent a long time just in that arena, just having fun playing around in it. Well, yeah, like I mean, it was it was like I like like you said. I don't think I've seen one person complain about it. like because you like like you go from the the order of Bastion, and they literally just fire you in there and they're like go get in the get in the re- arena, and then that sets that sets the tone for the zone perfectly it was it was just it was so good after that because you knew exactly what you were getting into in the 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 dungeons within there uh plague falls and theater of pain like i mean i think theater of pain is like a masterpiece i think it's uh as far as capturing what maldraxxus is really about 
um, is, is, is so cool because I mean, you can, a lot of people are like, okay, Maldraxxus is basically, um, like the plague lands high res. Like that's more or less what it is. And it, uh, like from a, an appearance wise, it definitely looks like that. And that's why I kind of like hold plague falls a little lower, but theater of pain actually emphasizes the, uh, like the values of Maldraxxus and it's like pure strength. It's, you know, like you, your merit is based on like your victories and stuff like that. Not, not any, anything else. Like they, they just value strength so well and they deliver that so, so perfectly. I think that's something that really needs to be praised because I know some people aren't the biggest fan of Maldraxxus because it's so like sprawling, but I don't know, man, for me, it, it, it was, I thought it was great. Yeah, for sure. I, we're going to go in strictly lore-wise. I think if anybody wanted wanted to complain about Maldraxxus, I think it would be in the form of the might makes right mindset and how this is now the second zone dedicated pretty much to warriors and warrior-like <laughs> classes. Yeah. And they are polar opposites of each other where you have Halls of Valor and it felt really weird being an orc warrior walking around the Halls of Valor. Or a Turin warrior, or even a dwarf warrior. It's just like, why am <laughs> I surrounded by all these Vikings? And now I go to Maldraxxus, and if you're not a Death Knight type warrior, you're just like, great. I, I feel out of place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, you're definitely right there. Yeah, I think I think there's going to be a lot of people that are kind of hungry for a zone that is closer, like, cause like. Thinking of anything that would be even closer, I would go back to Draenor uh, and where all the Frost Wolves are. I don't know why I suddenly blanked on that name. Oh, Frostfire Ridge? Yes. And they, you can do Warrior without it being that heavy metal. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I don't, I think there's a lot, there's a big need for like, or a big want of people wanting like the Warrior class to be represented in a way that's closer to like the Siege of Lordaeron. Perfect example. It feels real. It felt really good being on the attacking or defending side in the Siege of Lordaeron for the the pre patch of BFA, and I, I haven't seen anything that's kind of like that for like an Afterlands for or an Afterlife for warriors. You're kind of stuck yeah, between yeah. these two hugely different polar opposites, aesthetically speaking. That is right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it is kind of difficult to really pin down the warrior aesthetic in some places because yeah, it, like I mean. See, I like Maldraxxus because it takes that 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 feeling and turns it up to eleven. But I I still know what you're saying, and maybe that's just like a part of the, like a part of the issue with like warriors and how they're so multi-purpose. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's a part of it because within like in Bastion, it's like well, if you're anything that even touches the light or has like a shred of good in you, you feel at home. You feel great. Um, you go to uh, Rivendreth, and like I mean, if you're shady, if you're you know, like if like rogues, warlocks, uh, mages to a degree, shadow priests. Like, I mean, you still feel at home there too. And um, you know, I guess with Maldraxxus, it's like basically what death knights and warlocks, kind of. I guess, um, and like warriors. If you're a thematically evil-looking <laughs> warrior, I guess. Like, I guess that's uh, I I don't know. Maybe you can kind of tie. It, maybe that's the nice part of a warrior. You can kind of tie it to a couple. Vice yeah. it being pigeonholed into one. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, if you're a troll, Ardenweld, just because you oh, yeah. have that tie to to Bonsamdi right there. Um, but it's yeah, we like yeah, we gotta like yeah. The other side is is a place like that's so cool. Yeah, and they did such an amazing job just 
I, I first ran it and I was like, well, I'm in like four different dungeons right now, but it still fits in a really fantastic way. Mm-hmm. Um, God, it was it, that's such a good dungeon. And I like how it ties in with the rest of the zone. It makes sense. But uh, yeah, that, like I said, and that's if you're really stretching for something to complain about. I think it's just yeah. Warriors kind of... <laughs> I can't say it's like they're being forgotten about. It's it, it's because they're so versatile. But yeah. it, it, I, I, I like the meme that went around. is like, live a life as a proud orc warrior, and you get to become a blue human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. That's, that's, that's how it works, right? Um, so the next... That, the... Or, of course, like orcs and the Night Fae, and there's been a lot of memes. It's just the same as like Death Knight and Night Fae. Oh yeah, you, turn, you you get you got the the the, the sprite darter uh, like cosmetics on and stuff like that like so goofy. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's it's awesome. Um, so yeah, I like I, I guess the other one we kind of want to talk about is um, is Rivendreth just a little bit um, because like we kind of did talk about the other three a decent amount. Rivendreth, I've heard a lot of like mixed feelings just because of how hard it is to traverse. But other than that, I think that's really the only thing you can complain about it with. I think. It is fairly vertical. I will <laughs> absolutely. Uh, story-wise, it's fantastic. I think it sets up the raid, and I mean the whole campaign sets up the raid perfectly for going into Nathria and like why we're doing this. Um, yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of want to let you kind of take the lead on the story because I know you, you definitely have a better, a better basis with it than I do. Yeah, well, pretty much. And if you watch the cinematic, you can kind of get an idea where uh, Revendreth is, they are in charge of purging the sins. So mm-hmm. if you left, if you led a pure-ish, and it's kind of loose, but if you lo- uh, lived a mostly pure life, whether that was pure in saving the wilds, if it was pure in... Uh, just pure combat or of course just a pure and holy existence you have these three different realms you're going to go to mm-hmm. but if you fell into one of like and it looks to be like the seven sins but like the biggest ones are going to be pride I think that was the biggest one is pride I think pride is yeah Um, which is why we see Garrosh there it's just what he does Um, and I've had some people talk as if like Garrosh might have been given a choice to like repent, and that's why he's currently in Revendreth, and like what we saw in the cutscene. But uh, I don't know. I don't think he would be. I think what they saw was a a uh, orc that was just nothing but. That's all. Like, Vegeta would look at him and go, "Dude, cool it with the pride." <laughs> <laughs> like that's all. That that's Garrosh. Um, so they just have an inordinate amount of anima that they can soak from this one creature, this one mortal. So, uh, that, that's kind of what they did. And going into like, while we were going into the raid as, uh, oh, I forgot the boss's name. Denathrius. Denathrius. Oh, Denathrius. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As we build into, you learn that Denathrius actually started, uh, taking anima. There, there actually is no shortage, no drought. That has been afflicting the other three zones and to an extent Revendreth as they've been collecting tithes from people. Um, what he's actually done is just diverted all the anima straight into the maw. Mm-hmm. Which at the same time, and I forget if he's the cause of it or if we know the cause of it, but once you enter Oribos for the first time, you uh, you see when the cycle of death was broken, that big blast that hit the uh, 
the Arbiter, I believe was her name. Yeah, the the, the big terrifying floating thing, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they absolutely, World of Warcraft is pulled from some Final Fantasy-type angels here, which is fine. Um, but yeah, that blast hits the Arbiter, breaks the, the machine of death, sends all the souls to the Maw, now all the animas getting sucked into the Maw, and empowering the Jailer. And that's that's what we're going into Nathria to stop is everything happening like to stop the flow of anima into the mall. And I think I think it does a great job of doing so. Uh, you see all of the big twists as far as like what happens with Uther. Um, you see yeah, Draka. He's more of like a shit disturber when you're dealing with him more than anything, right? Like he's he's not as he's not nearly as as as, as focused of a point as I kind of expected. No, yeah, he he took about as much of a equal role as Draka, or as um, oh I forgot her name, the raid boss from uh, Serpent Shrine. Oh, Vash, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yes, yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people are like, well, why would she take uh the form of a Naga? And I would say it's probably because she was a Naga for a very long time. Yeah. So that's just yeah, the form yeah, yeah. that was most familiar to her. But and, and her think, new model looks so nice. Like, oh, hundred like, percent. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah we so, were, I mean, sorry. So, yeah, I was just saying, no, no. I was just gonna say this is a this is a perfect <laughs> transition to talk about the, like the characters that we've been kind of reintroduced to as well, and their like their execution within the within the the Shadowlands, like Vash being one of them, Draka, Uther, uh, Mograine, who I uh, plays a significant less part than I thought. I thought Mograine would be a bit more of a heavy hitter. Yeah. Um, there, there's a few in there that I probably could have lived without, like, I guess, like, I, I don't hate Talia. I don't necessarily understand why so many mortals just walked into the Shadowlands, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a whole squad, man, like. Because at, at this point, like, they made it a huge, like, we'll never forget your bravery, hero. As you dump, jump in and follow Taronda into the Shadowlands, but then... You find everybody out that knows. like everybody and their mother came in <laughs> and you're like, why? Like even like, uh, yeah, just, just the most random of people are just in the Shadowlands now. And they're immortals, so they're still living. And you're just like, why? why? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah that, it was definitely goofy. Yeah, there's there's definitely like a, a couple of them that I'm like you got you didn't have to show. I mean, like Talia can make the like the you know the exception because like her dad is there, right? But I mean. I, I don't know. Like, there's most of them. I think I can be okay with. I guess I'm like, like there's enough. There's enough for me to like. There's enough groundwork laid out that I'm like, all right, your 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 place is kind of valid. But um, the other one I wanted to talk about too uh, is the the whole Yurza redemption kind of story, like that happens in in Ardenweald. I thought that was such a cool cool touch to to the zone. Oh yeah, for sure, and it's it, it was really nice to see, especially following the cutscene where we lost Ursul. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can see, like, I mean, she's the dragon aspect of the green dragonfly. Like, that's she has to still be around, right? So we we we, we, we knew think, she was coming right? back. I I really like how they did it. Um. And just the whole Ardenwell storyline. I don't want to spoil too much of like the Covenant storyline. It's a hundred and ten percent worth, um, just blasting up a second a, another character just to play the Covenant storyline. 
It's so good. Because uh, it's, it's Blizzard really letting the writers poke a lot of fun of its past mistakes, specifically BFA. It's so good oh, to watch my... them just be so on the nose about it. They rip themselves apart. And it's, it's, worth, it's worth experiencing for sure. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's refreshing for them to have this kind of uh, like the self-aware style of writing that they're like, okay, we kind of we acknowledge what we've done, and uh, you know we know how the community feels about what we've done, so let's use that to our advantage, right? Yeah, it's, some people have complained. It's like, oh, Blizzard never listens to the community, and to that, Shadowlands is a testament that they can do so. I just hope they continue to do so. Um, Especially since a lot of the big, big, big problems seem to have been solved. Like, how are we going to keep the old world relevant? And Chromie Time does that. How do we... Uh, now, that there are still some minor things like scaling. You and I were talking about that before hitting record. And that's, that's beyond the scope of this episode. But uh, gearing, I, I've really enjoyed... Like, I, I no-lifed it the first week. I currently have the best I can get for this week. I just have to wait until Tuesday. And that's good. That lets me know that I have a goal. I can get there. And then I don't have to log on every single day for four hours a day just to hope to get something better. And that feels good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the 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 mandatory like log on feel feels like it's nice that it's not there right now. It really is. Like I mean, I we're we're logging in every day now because we enjoy it, right? Not so much because we feel obligated to. I mean the only thing you're really doing right now is you're either grinding professions or you're grinding reps at a, at a like a snail's pace kind of thing. But you're you know a and lot you don't of even I, have a lot to. of like I've just and you don't have to yeah yeah since I'm gathering I just, I have an abundance of time because this is all I do full time mm -hmm. I'll be gathering uh, that's how I'm going to help my guild out so I don't need any recipes so I'm not gonna I have no intention of doing reps I won't I'll do renown and I'll do venaris the uh, for Torghast. yeah that's it. <laughs> Let's actually it. let's let's talk about Torgas in the Maw as kind of a closing point, um, because it didn't we we didn't really get into it too much, and it does like I mean the campaign really does take you there intentionally, right? So I saw I'm sure you like anybody who's watching and anybody or listening, sorry, and anybody who you know spends any amount of time on Reddit um, has seen the comparison of like all the zones basically reflecting like you know either uh, Ori or yeah Ori. Um, Diablo 3, all that stuff like that. And the Maw, like, oh my god, the Maw does really feel like Diablo. Like, it is it is, like, it is and the, I think it's part of it because you can't mount there either. Like, you can't you're you're down there and you just feel miserable but it's like, it's not like a miserable like, holy shit, this is a chore. It's miserable like, you're supposed to feel like you're encumbered and unable to do stuff and you're just kind of like this is supposed to feel like insurmountable. Right? Um, and I think they really captured that 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 feeling really well when you go down there every time. Yeah, for sure. And they don't make it seem too brutal. Again, I, I think this is a testament to how smart of an idea the delay was because you do have mounts. You you kill an NPC, yep. you can take their mount. You do it's have, for a minute. Uh, it's a long time, right? Like oh, uh, especially because the maw when you are when you're mounted, the maw is very small. Especially mm -hmm. the part that we can actually be in right now. Um. You do have some movement, like most of the uh, two, like half the covenants come with a movement ability. I've never seen Wraith walk on cooldown so much, but you know, it, it was bound to happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you also have potions of like invisibility almost. So you can just kind of like walk past a lot of things. Granted, I, I main 
uh, hunter and druid, so I'm, I'm a little spoiled in that regard. You are a little spoiled, for sure. But uh, what I've liked the most is that I, I like running it in war mode. I actually, it, it, and I know some people would disagree, I would love it if I could kill a horde or have them kill me and we could loot Stygia off each other. Really Ooh. make, yeah, really make PvP worth doing in the Maw. Because right now, it's for the weekly. Kill 25 of the other faction. At the moment, that means Alliance is just camping the Maw while Horde are out <laughs> in the <laughs> real world farming people. It's it's a weird balance that we've got going on here, but whatever. That'll, that'll even works. out as people get gear. Uh, it, it happened in BFA with the weekly PvP quest, and it, it always balanced out. Alliance will stop having more mode on in it. Um... But yeah, I, I've i really enjoyed them all. And as far as Torghast, I've loved it. Granted, oh, yeah. I think uh, Upper Floors is 100% overtuned. They have uh, two elite mobs, both of which put a buff on themselves at stacks, increasing their movement speed and their attack power. And, and then, then at... Ten, at yeah, 10 stacks, they're unceasable. Yes, and it's, it is a nightmare. And since... Even as a hunter, even with feign death, half the mobs ignore it. Please fix it, Blizzard. Um, <laughs> I can't do. You can't do anything about it. So I was with a party, and we had to be very careful. And I'm. Most of us are rocking 170 plus eye levels. About the best you can do for the first week. Mm-hmm. Very. We had to be careful, and we were like we were pulling around lust. Thank God, Blizzard took out the timer, or this would have been miserable. Oh yeah. Um. And it, and it really comes down to your powers, too. And we knew that going in. Um, anima powers are going to be important. I'm I'm excited to see what the other floors will bring, the other wings. Because yeah. I, I liked how visually distinct both sides were. And I liked how even the mobs were very different. I do think the traps, they're already pretty... I've got them down already. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm hoping new floors come out with new stuff. Um, and it just means that we have to figure it out for one week. And then new stuff is introduced. Right now, people are saying it's very repetitive. Um, I'm of course, it that's is. Like, I mean, it's wrong. all it's yeah, it's all we have right now, right? Like, I think any complaints of stuff feeling stale right now are totally invalid. I think like I um, I almost like dismissed them immediately because it's the first week. Everybody's grinding their face off that loves the game. They're like they're so involved in it that they're causing it to be stale for themselves. People who complain about Torghast being repetitive. That's, that's I, I hate to say it, but it's dumb. It's really, it, you know what I mean. You, you, there's no obligation after you after you clear the first three, uh, the first, the third floor on each side, right? Like, um, or the third wing, whatever you want to call it. Um, so don't like. I, I think I think people getting a content starved is 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 primarily self inflicted. Um, well, that and they're just. Some people just won't like the roguelike aspect of Torghast. And... Also true, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I've, uh, so the, uh, a cool comparison I've had uh, some of my guildmates call it is they compare it to deck building, and I think that's such a like a, a like a cool um, analogy that like you know every time you get a new power, it's like okay, how do I build my build better with you know with this energy, right? Obviously, there's some powers that are just like holy shit. Of course, I'm going to take that, but it's kind of, it's 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 a cool. It's a cool way to think about it, and you kind of like. I've noticed with me at least, I've play I play a little different depending on what my anima anima powers permit me or don't permit me to do, right? Yeah, and I I've done the same. Uh, 
for my Beastmaster Hunter, I'm conflicted because I, I like Torghast. I've enjoyed it, and I like that I was able to solo all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was significantly harder in a party. Everything scales way up. It does, absolutely. Uh, just mechanically speaking, I don't like how many of the anima powers for Beastmaster, but that's because it just it pulls me out of the fantasy and my rotation okay. too much. And it's it's because like my the primary one I'm always always given uh, any trap I set increases my damage by 10% for a few seconds. Okay. Um, the other one's based off the legendary, which or the legendary is based off it. Uh, toss tar trap, and if I cast flare into it, it sets Ignites things it? It's, it sets things in yeah. on fire. Now it sounds cool, but for me, that's survival hunter. Really, yeah. current iteration <laughs> yeah. of survival hunter. Like, you get me. Like warlocks get something where they can just instantly cast demons. Why can't I get something where I can just keep calling pets from my stable? Yeah, or just well, dire I, I, pets. I, I, just have a herd of pets with me. That'd be cool. Well, it's yeah. the same thing with like uh, shaman too. Like they get um, they, their earth elemental becomes a permanent, right? Like it's like stuff, you know. And that is like that's what I love about the the anima powers. It like it just like amps up your class fantasy to like what you would be if you were like one of the most powerful, you know, X or Y class. Like by the end of it uh, on my paladin, I'm just this unstoppable holy juggernaut, right? Like and like i'm just beating the shit out of people with my shield and it feels great um so yeah i it's it's crazy that even in that even in like that yes a lot of this stuff is almost like quasi recycled because they are drawing from some legendaries and stuff like that but you do feel just like a very powerful version of your class in the and it's not just a raw number of things right it's like it's aspects of the class that make the class the class. So I, know that I said class a lot in that very short period of time. But, but yeah, you, know, you, get, you get to dig into that fantasy so much yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, and just as far as the fantasy, the tower itself is amazing. If you take a second to just stop and look around and just explore, it's phenomenal what they did. You definitely, you know, you, you've noticed the pieces. It's no different than Diablo. You start mm-hmm. to learn the different pieces real quick, but it's still amazing. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and it ties into the Maw perfectly. I, I just, I haven't been disappointed, uh, as, as far as aesthetically, I'd say, yeah. honestly, my, my biggest disappointment is just in the story, the meta story surrounding the Maw Walker and his interactions with, uh, Covenants. Right. That's, and, fa- that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So to, so that we can't close on a, on a lore time. Uh, we talked a lot of mechanics today. Um, so you spend the entire campaign essentially doing your traditional Dragon Age Mass Effect style story. Yeah. You you go through and you help Bastion figure out that what the Forsworn are. You then go into uh, Maldraxxus because you find out Maldraxxus is besieging Bastion. You find out why. Yeah. Uh, you then go into Ardenweld and you help with... Uh, Ysera, you you help like bring a bit of balance and you, you find out what's going on with the trust. Then you go on further to Revendreth, you figure out everything building you up to Nathria and the big hoax that is the anima drought that's destroying the Shadowlands. And you find out each of these four covenants are allies and have been since literally the dawn of time. They're, they're immortal like powers and they, they help each other. Yeah. And, and when you walk around and like so I'm, I'm i'm ardenweld so i always get npcs going like the knife are lucky to have one of you mm-hmm. okay 
but when I go to swap out of them and I go to go back to the night fay, uh, the the fay that I talked to is going to tell me it's like, oh, you've you abandoned our sacred duty. Yeah, they're salty. They're they're and salty like, about no. it, right? Like I'm here for Sylvanas and to beat up the jailer because you know he's guilty by association of Sylvanas. Like that's what yeah. I'm here for. What do you mean I betrayed anything? <laughs> I'm a yeah, mortal. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I just happened to ch- I just happened to side with you guys. You know what I mean? Like I, like, but like, yeah. the, the, like so I was thinking about this, and you said this in an episode a, a little while ago when we started talking about Shadowlands. Um, is that like why is Covenant switching such a such a burden? Because all these guys have been boys. Like they're all like everybody gets along. You know what I mean? And they've gotten along for millennia. What's what's the problem? You know what I mean? Like yep. And I was hoping like there was maybe something we missed leading mm-hmm. up to it, and it doesn't look like it. Uh, nothing. No. Nothing really explains it. And even worse is now I'm currently just flush with anima. I just I have a lot of it. Um, brimming because, with it. Yeah, like 2.5k just sitting in my reservoir, and that's after upgrading everything that I could, and I'm still running missions every single day. So why couldn't this anima? Like I go out, I do some world quests for anima. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't I go to a covenant and just have them? And I, I'm sure I, I think this is exactly what I said a few episodes ago, where they say, "Hey, look, you see Sylvanas? Uh, she's a good example of why we can't give you too much power." Because that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for a small amount of anima, we will cleanse you of the Night Fae and we'll gift you with Revendreth powers. Mm-hmm. We, just, we just need a bit of juice to get it done. And that's it. Just let me do that. Um, it's, it's too It's too easy, Maze. It's way too easy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Like, lore-wise, it makes the most sense. I understand, like, they want to make these mechanically intensive ones, but you have to make it make fit, like, fit the story. Mm. Fit it into the story, then. But it, it doesn't. I I would say that's that's still my biggest like thorn when it comes to Shadowlands story. That's the gripe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I think it's uh, between that and the whole Maw Walker thing. That like is maybe yeah. There there are two gripes. They're minor gripes because I get like you don't really. I, I I don't know. I find a lot of people the the meta story is not the thing that they they latch onto it's the story that you kind of see unfold around you does that make sense like yeah. not this not the story that so much encompasses your character but everything that's happening around them yeah um, for sure like yeah people might like the scene with and I'm, I'm never gonna not use it as an example but of illidan blasting a naru yeah <laughs> but it's so disassociated from your character that you're like okay that's a cool scene that happened but it has nothing really yeah. to do with me <laughs> the fell infused orc warlock that's just sitting inside, inside of the yeah. spaceship, which, which, which my allegiance makes no sense about, right? Like yeah. we are not on the same page. <laughs> Tyrallian burns me just standing here in Illidan. I'm pretty sure you want to eat my heart. So, yeah. but here I am uh, watching you blow up a Naru. Like whatever, bro. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, with that, I but they did leave some some excellent uh, breadcrumbs for what I think will be in future future stories we see that there is an Aru in the Shadowlands yep yeah yeah, um, yeah. super cool the Shadowlands have been attacked by the Void both of which are very very cool I think what that could do is start building us up for because I, I saw a fan theory about Nathria where maybe uh, 
maybe maybe the boss isn't the boss. Maybe he's not actually Ooh. in control because we've seen the Void take over right. people's yeah, minds. Right, yeah, I saw that. I saw that, yeah, Denathrius isn't himself. It's on the uh, the Warcraft lore subreddit. Yep. I, can't remember the, I can't remember the poster's name, but he gets full yeah. credit for this. It, they, a, it's whoever, a great it theory. Um, and I like that a lot because we're kind of building up to seeing, like, we don't know the, the actual impact. So the light is actively attacking Revendreth, and he's currently used as a weapon in it. Um, the Void has actively has attacked Bastion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Drust are kind of just the Drust. I don't know how big of a role they're going to play, but if we're going to... They're kind of like shit disturbers right now, more than anything, right? Like... Yeah, and they're only in Ardenweld, so mm-hmm. it's whatever's happening there is going to probably happen there. If we're going to get another raid, though, I wouldn't be surprised to see a Spires of Ascension type raid where it mm-hmm. might start in bastion and then end in maldrax it's not spires i'm thinking the other dungeon oh the, and, uh, the other one in in bastion oh uh oh jesus uh necrotic wake thank you yeah so i i wouldn't be surprised to see that where we mm-hmm. see the forsworn and maldraxis kind of fighting side by side against everybody else and we, we have a raid for that that would take care of three zones Yep. Ardenweld might have a uh, a Drust raid, and then with everything culminating in the Maw, I think that would be reasonable to expect in the future. Um, in seeing if the Light and the Void are going to play a role in our fight against the Jailer, because Ian did say Jailer is the big bad guy. Um, we don't yet know if they're going to try to do a surprise and subvert expectations by bringing another one after the jailer or they're going to stick hasn't, to their guns yeah, jailer gonna, is the say, bad guy hasn't ian been retconned with that hasn't somebody superseded him re, like maybe within the last like two weeks if they have then i didn't see it yeah maybe. so yeah there was a there was a it wasn't a it wasn't a blue post it was an interview with somebody saying that the jailer wasn't the last boss if that's true then i would i would not be shocked to see void and light take mm-hmm. a bigger role as it's kind of like the fan big fan theory right now is a, a light expansion but actually so i would i'd be so into it i don't know maybe that's just me and i'm I've like paladin bias but yeah but so i, I know a lot of people are, would have expect like yarel coming through the warlord's portal with the whole army of the light but if they're going to do that i don't think it would be solely the light it would be weird if it was just against the light and then we had an expansion just against the void. Yeah. I would expect Blizzard to do both. Yeah, that's fair. Kind of like like a Pokemon episode. Uh, it would be <laughs> World of Warcraft Light and Void. Um, <laughs> you get to pick. You get one or the other. And you get, I don't know, some bullshit cosmetic, depending on which one you pick. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's I, uh, I, I've enjoyed, with the exception of that one thorn in my side, I've enjoyed a lot. That Shadowlands has to offer. I'm very much looking forward to the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You and me both. So, about 15 minutes ago, I said we were going to start wrapping up the episode, but here mm-hmm. we are now. Like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the 47 minute mark, which is, I think, it's pretty par for the course for Norganon. Like, I think we do this where we're like, oh, we're going to close out, and then we just don't. So, thanks for sticking around if you have. Um, but with that, that this does wrap up our, our episode of Norganon. Um, make sure to tell all your friends about us. Get them to hit us with a five-star review. You hit us with that five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Hit us with that like, subscribe, whatever the podcast gets you to kind of do to to rope you in. 
Um, and feel free to check us out on our website at poppedoff.com or our Twitter at popped underscore off. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel that's starting to go up. Uh, episodes of Norganon aren't on it as of yet. Um, we're kind of workshopping ways to kind of get stuff get them up on there. Uh, but we do have our other shows, so Class 1A, uh, Dry Peak. We have all that fun stuff going up on over there. But that will be this week's episode of Morgan. We will all see you all guys back in two weeks' time for our next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you guys.